everybody. How you doing? Welcome to Critical Dialogue with your truly DJ Ronnie Ron, Ronald Smith, along with Andrew Crawley. How you doing there, sir? Hey, what's going on, good brother? Good, brother. Hey, man, just running late here and things, and uh, yes, but not you know, too bad, not too bad. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, yes, welcome to the show. Make sure you spread the word about this. Tell folks about it. We are we are live. We are going to go in tonight. Um, first and foremost, we want to definitely give shout outs to our sponsors. All right, Spectrum. Want to thank you all so much for being a sponsor. Contact Patricia. Okay, as well as Goodfellas Studios. Okay, GoodfellasStudios.com. Go ahead and contact them for you for the, all that great, awesome production. And my man, the Rain All Facts for Real, who just graduated and got his degree. So congratulations. All right, hey, go and bless him and things. All right, go go and stream his music for sure. As well as also Blaine MoveTheWord.com. Go and check it out. Hey, he he has some bracelets that are awesome that came in the mail to today that that he makes himself. So awesome thank you so much blaine and and this is a derivative or the uh under the umbrella of the music industry makeover as well as uh finio max and sha music so again i thank them for sponsoring us and also don't forget to tune in to in the box on friday nights with my man rico and, and yours truly as we talk about you know, creatives and things like that also life changes 2020 go check it out lifechanges2020.com Okay, go see what they're all about right there. Okay, you will definitely be be amazed. Oh yes, as well as hey, our, our brother Andrew. Yes, your book, the New Age Vernacular. Go ahead on it and, and, and talk to us about it real quick. Uh, yes, sir. Um, well, first of all, those of you all to know if you've been heard or haven't heard, um, I authored the book, the New Age Vernacular, and what this is now. I'm gonna go ahead on and let y'all know because it's sad that it's gonna come down to Friday because some of you all are gonna leave quote-unquote the ministry just because of the topic that we're going to be dealing with uh, -oh. uh chapter 10 uh neither jew nor greek and uh so we're going to be we're going to be dealing with some stuff on there that the majority of leaders don't even want to touch and so like i said because you preach the whole truth when you get on a topic that somebody don't like they'll start fooling with you so i do understand that we may lose some followers uh you know this coming friday but be in the place if you want the truth of the matter this Friday. So the virtual book study Friday, come just like, kind of like this show. We do allow you to ask questions. We do ask you to have comments and thanks for things like that. So again, be in the place. Thank you so much. Oh, the book is available on Amazon.com. It's also available on Lulu.com. Most importantly at Andrew Crawley Jr.com. Go and get that book today. Hopefully it'll be a blessing yeah. to you. And what's that topic again Friday? Uh, topic Friday, we're going over chapter 10 of the book. That is uh, the chapter entitled Neither Jew Nor Greek okay. And uh, you all For those who all Who maybe study You know that that comes from You know a place Where, it, where he says We are all one in Christ And so a lot of people uh, Misunderstand that And misuse that scripture For a lot of, For a couple of different reasons uh, That's why it's, You know Of course never good To come to the Bible Wanting it to say What you wanted to say But yeah That's what we're going to be Dealing with this Friday So y'all tune in Because we're going to be Touching on something That's very very prevalent But very very touchy To a lot of individuals all right awesome hey well, again you all spread the word share this out tonight okay as we're going to talk about again um does 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 my blackness does my culture come before christianity and so all right and, and um again you know that's this is a, a hot topic and i know a lot of people feel strongly about it so we, we so we want to talk about it we want you to we encourage your your, your comments and your questions as well all right because you help make this show so thank you all so much for, for allowing us to be a part of your Tuesday night, okay? Awesome. Thank y'all so very much. We're definitely Thank humble. 
Yes, very humble, very humble. So, all right, so let's get right into it. In light of what all that was going on, I am black before I am a Christian, right? Yes, I am black before I am a Christian. What do you What do you guys think out there? Do you feel that you are black before you are a Christian? Okay, again, you know, you know, come with your comments or, or, or question. What do you believe? You no know, right or wrong answers or whatever. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna go by what the word says. I personally believe. Again, this is me. So I believe that yes, we are black. We were born black before we became Christian. When 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 we became a Christian, we gave our life to Christ. We made that choice. But I didn't choose to be a black male, okay, or choose to be a white male. God made me who I was before, and He knew who I was going to be. So that's where I believe. Uh, even um, Paul says it. I really believe it's in the Romans or whatever. So. Why he was saying that uh, that he didn't neglect his Jewish heritage or so, okay? Yeah, it's like yeah, I yeah, I am a Jew. I am, you know, you know, yes, I am this, okay? And 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 I and I feel that as as a culture, as as a people, yes, we acknowledge our culture, but again, once we definitely give our life to Christ, we take on a different mindset. But yes, I do believe that yes, I am black. I was born black before I became a Christian. What's going on, Carlos? How you doing? Thanks for so much for joining us. Carlos, what's going on, sir? Always good to see you. Yes, awesome. So that's my stance from it. And so, hey, I'm looking to see what the deal is. And again, what do you all think out there as well, too? Go ahead there, Pastor Crawley. Oh, well, first of all, I think before we get into it, I think it's befitting to talk about. Uh, first of all, we need, to, we need to recognize. I even saw some things when we actually posted the flyer this week. First of all, let's recognize that this we us dealing with this topic comes as a response to not only what has been brought up a couple times on this show during the last past year and a half that we've done it, but also people are out there teaching uh, some things given the subject. So this is not something because, you know, of course, but given the word, it, um, given the wording of it, a lot of people, of course, instantly want to engage. But sadly, I had a pastor buddy of mine. He sent me a message showing me of some people that's trying to use scripture to try to prove a point one way or another. So just know that the reason why we did this topic tonight is because this comes as a response. I even hear a lot of people say, well, why we got to talk about this, but white people ain't talking about, they ain't trying to fight to see whether they white before they Christian. You know what I'm saying? And there's a reason for that that we may talk about later too. But not only that, I think Ron, somebody even brought it up on the show last week. Um, I, Was it, I forgot who it was, was it Carlos? Someone that made mention of it. If it wasn't Carlos, it might have been a quiet storm. I don't know, but somebody who frequents the show, uh, one of our brothers brought it up. And one of the reasons why I also want to say too is because I want to make sure that, um, because we gave a quick answer was like, you know, that was a problem and we stand by the answer. But at the same time, I wanted to make sure that one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this back too is to show that we are here. The Bible says, um, correct and rebuke and and we as preachers of the gospel are to show those uh in which ways their lives are wrong but right following that it says but do that with inexhaustible patience and so with that said we want to make sure that we exemplify whether we always do it or not uh sometimes we miss the mark sometimes i miss the mark i've apologized on the full on this show before uh on a couple different occasions but we want to make sure that sometimes that we don't get caught up um and, and emotions and feelings so much so that we don't exemplify being patient with whatever is brought up you know what i'm saying and there is some foolishness stuff that we don't even need to entertain but the fact that not only one of our brothers brought it up but ron you know during the show we've heard that quite a bit of times before so i want to make mention that we want to bring this back and we want to slow it up and visit some scripture 
to kind of uh you know get this because we've heard it more than once and now, like i said other people are preaching and teaching now, about it so Corey says i'm an image barrier in this uniqueness in that but my identity is ultimately in christ exactly i, I totally agree with that shout it's out to, shout out to brother core christian being before black okay all right gotcha good so let's so let's dive up into this right here okay. so, right and again you all continue to share this out so all and right. also those that's in the watch party on facebook i'm going to check back periodically i uh, know too sometimes too that ron and i we never ever mean to overlook your statement it's just that the way that this program is set up if you're visiting from my shared watch party the comments don't automatically come in up on the program so we have to check back and forth and have to scroll to make sure we don't miss anybody so if we do miss you we still invite you to have your comments on that but we want to make sure that we get to them but if we do it's not our intentions or sometimes we get so many flooded comments that it's impossible for us to get to them all hey vince what's going on man yeah if you want to come on you're more than welcome to what's yeah. going on dr polite all right yeah. so so uh, go ahead andrew go ahead with your response on this as well on this topic sir Sure. Well, um, you know, first, I guess let's visit where I guess this come from to, I guess, give a quick answer, uh, to give a quick short answer, because this answer, it has to be answered, you know, I guess more than one way. So I guess what I'll do first is put up the scripture by where else we can kind of prove one over the other. And um, and that comes from First Corinthians, those of y'all may hear before. So I'm wrong. Uh, let me see if I, I'm trying to put it on the screen so y'all bear with me. And yeah. um, I think this is it right here. Yes. Again, if you so, uh, yeah. yes, go ahead on and share this or so. And uh, and uh, yes, we, we, we want to definitely get you all involved. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Right. So there, there it is. So yeah. Uh, when we look at First Corinthians chapter fifteen, and also shout out to um, shout out to Sydney Weekly because you remember. Um, I think it's also a good time to talk about this because one of the reasons why I found out, um, Ron, I don't know if you remember, but some time ago, Sydney and I had. Uh, we had different point of views on the subject topic. I think it was right. It was like right after we started the show, not long after that. It was before we even knew one another, and um, and so we was dealing something with this. And I and I had made mention of something, and Sydney uh, had said something that we disagreed with. And what it did was it had me to go back and visit. It had me to go back and study scripture on the whole of the matter. And then Ron, I don't know if you remember, but that's when I came back and recanted my statement not my stance but the way that i worded it was actually technically wrong and sydney actually helped me with that so shout out to sydney weekly i don't yeah, know if he's he, watching but he yeah. but he normally what i don't know if he's watching but he normally watch so shout out to him too because ron i don't want to here's the good th oh hey I, I ain't even know he done popped in on the show is that is that come yeah, on now, i'm, I'm yeah, talking bro. about you i ain't even seen you <laughs> well anyway on, what's going on well being that you're here i wanted to shout out because this is a good example of not only, um, you know what I'm saying, really being married to the truth is that whenever it's not on your side or whatever your thought, you change your thought concerning the matter. And that has happened to me numerous of times. Why? Because I don't want to be right in Andrew Crawley's eyes. I want to love the scripture. And sometimes the truth corrects me just like it corrects any and everybody else. But when I'm met with it, I change. So I wanted to shout out to Sydney for that. And so, but that comes from this verse of scripture that we read. I'll read it real quick and then you know we can go on but uh right here if y'all looking can they see that i'm sorry because i'm flicking back and forth yeah, they can see it. Yeah, okay first corinthians chapter 15 verses 45 to 47 it says and so it is written the first man adam was made a living soul the last adam was made a quickening spirit how be it that was not first which is spiritual but that which is natural and afterward that which is spiritual the first man is of the earth 
uh, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So really right here, what the scripture is telling us is that all of us, regardless whether we choose Christ or not, we were whatever we were physically before we were whatever we are going to be spiritually. So the short answer to uh, am I black before Christian or was I black before Christian? The short technical answer to that is, according to scriptures, yes, we were naturally whatever we were. And those of us who truly became regenerate, we became something else. But first and foremost, we were black people before we were Christian. So just a short answer before we dive into further, but I'll digress and let someone else. We got two other gentlemen up here before yeah, I go any further. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brother Sidney Whitten, Wheatley. So, man, we thank God for him. I've known him for a while and, and, and powerful man of God, as well as just a polite and another great brother in the Lord, man, who's, who's helped us out a lot. And uh, we, we definitely appreciate your wisdom. So, so yes, I'm glad to have you all on here to, to jump in on this topic. So, go ahead. One of you all can go ahead and take it. And if you are watching, too, feel free to go ahead and post your um, comment about the question. I, well, I, let, let me say this. I, I struggle with the idea of um of being black or christian mm -hmm. and um i don't think I, I need to qualify either or and not one is not re unrelated to the other you, you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. and That's we often think we, we 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 often talk in absolutes when we don't need to talk in absolute because we are all composed of many things that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. Our faith is how we move through the world. I mean, that's critical for me before before I I, I would tell you about uh, my kids sometimes. I'll tell you that, you know, about my journey to becoming a Christian. It depends on, on the, the time and the setting as to what I put an emphasis on. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm going to make if I'm if I'm out speaking and y'all know y'all know I'm an activist and, and a political leader here in Central Florida. Um, I make sure that my character is unequivocally that of a Christian man. There is no confusion about my conduct and where I'm what I'm rooted in. Awesome. And in that mo moment, my my black being black may take center center of court. But my Christian is right there next to him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they they are they are mutually uh, active at the same time, because I want to first of all I want to show that I am proud to be a black man and advocate for my people, but I want my advocacy and my conduct as a man to mirror the the ways and the life of Christ. That is so important to me because that's where I root my values in. I root my values in the word. So uh, uh, my conduct is that of a God-fearing man, a God-centered man. My ethnicity and my advocacy is that of a black man who is speaking out for injustices done against his people. And I want to model Christ in saying that and showing this is the way. God said, said we are to love each other. So we don't need to separate them and we need to stop doing this kind of, I, this is the point and, and, and I'll shut up in a second, but this is the point that I raise in, in, um, in many of the leadership uh, meetings. Black people always want to gravitate toward absolutes. 
we all come together what does that look like we're not gonna all come together because we don't all agree on everything and i keep trying to teach identify the issues that are critical to our our success and a change for us then we all come together and work against them but you work in the way that you work best working your gifting working your in your lane awesome and then then all of us if you got a thousand hornets stinging you what are you going to do are you going to try to kill each one no you're going to run you're going to run and seek shelter and get away from the sting because you know there's no way that you can kill a thousand hornets at one time hey let's go and i try to teach that strategy yes very good point go ahead sydney well hopefully i could come off the beach and go into the deep part tonight Oh, <laughs> hold up! Wait a minute. How you go That's that, j- brother. Listen, now, sir. Now, sir, before you speak, now you need to look at it. Looks if that's all in your heart, and if you're about to give an offer, sit that down. Go get that right with that brother. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, that, that was that was, was funny. I want to give y'all a little laugh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Vincent and uh, Andrew, these guys, and Ron, you the host, but these guys are so bright, man. I'm 66 years old. I'm learning from these young fellas, man. Uh, like uh, Brother Vincent was saying, I think we don't have to run those two things in a parallelism where either I'm dis- displaying my Christianity or my blackness or they're mutually exclusive, you know? Uh, you know, it, it, it depends upon, you know, what the setting is, you know, that, uh, you know, we are, you know, navigating uh, in uh, those uh, situations and everything. Uh, and uh, to be uh, a little bit more uh, clear on that, um, you don't ha- you don't see a problem with uh, uh, evangelicals to find themselves as white evangelicals, <laughs> even though we know they're white. <laughs> Right, you know, so so uh, I don't see nothing wrong with me saying I'm, that I'm a black Christian. You know what I mean? And uh, and but like brother uh, Vince saying, I think Andrew's really his real main emphasis on is like you know uh, we should not let that be our identity. You know, uh, in who we are, but real or we define ourselves according to you know we are who we are in Christ. And yet, still, we, we maintain our ethnicities. Because Paul never did deny his ethnicity when he had, when he, when he dealt with some things. He said, "You know, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews." You right. know, you know. So he, you know, at times, spoke on that situation. I think what Brother mm-hmm. Crawley, Apostle, may have a problem with, and I do too, is that whole Afrocentric idea that you know blackness is what we are. Instead of you know, know our you know Christ you know has made us a new creation. But at the same time, we maintain our ethnicity and everything. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, were you gonna say something wrong? Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, it, well, a couple things. For one, is that uh, there's yeah, and it's kind of like what we are kind of all saying is kind of it kind of can't fit. I will say there is a need to talk about it for one because there's a difference in our being and what we are. Though we are one in being with a couple parts, we'll, you know, we have a soul, we have a body, we, you know, have a spirit. But as a whole, we are that. But the thing about it is we have many filters. And so what we have to discuss is what is our main. 
what dictates, what determines our actions, our behavior is our most dominant filter in life. So the problem is not denying, it's never a question, should we deny anything, whether that be ethnicity or whatever the case may be. Prime example, I'm a husband and I'm a father at the same time. You follow what I'm saying? But here's the thing, depending on the circumstance and situation, one of those filters have to come first depending on what I'm dealing with. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what we're dealing with here, and it's good for us to talk about for one, because I want to bring up what, what Sydney talked about even early in the post, and it's good that we got to talk about, because normally we don't even talk about this too when it comes to the conversation being that we're dealing with race a lot here, you know, with what's going on in the world, is because one, just like he said, you don't see white people going around saying, I'm white before I'm Christian, or I'm Christian before I'm white. But you see that in black conversation a lot. Not only that, but most people don't even realize that, you know what? Black people talk about race a whole lot more than white people. That's a part of the privilege. You see what I'm saying? Here's the thing. Whenever you are the minority, or whenever you're not the majority, there's a tendency, depending on circumstances and situation, hello, where we are, you have to prove or to defend you not being whatever the majority is. And so what that does, that brings us to a fork in the road, and now we're gonna decide, how am I gonna handle my defense and not being the majority and so this a worthy i'm just saying all that to say it's a worthy conversation to be had but now when we get into the filters see because technically we are black before we christian but our dominant filter when we talk about filters we are christian before we are black based on how we see things and i'm pretty sure and what we've all said dr polite and what whitley has kind of said uh dr whitney i'm going to call them that you know what i'm saying and pretty much, you know, you know, we said that, but we do need to deal with it because sometimes we don't turn on what should be our main filter. So, and that's the reason for the talk tonight. But so, I'll yeah. somebody else go ahead. Well, yeah. here. yes, if you got any questions or comments, feel free to go ahead and post and talk about I am black before I am Christian. So, yes, go ahead. Okay, here, here here's where I, I feel um, people get lost with the whole black identity thing is that Historically in America, we do not have a source of origin that we can easily trace and we clamor for an identity. That is 100% so, true. So we are looking for the source or the starting point of our existence. And you hear all of these theories. Uh, before I got saved, man, I used to hear some of the craziest stuff about, about black people and where we come from. and. Uh, we are all kings and queens from Egypt and all kind of things. And I got the, 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 um, the fortune to actually travel the world and find out that a lot of the crap that we were feeding each other is not authentic. Hmm. And, 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 and when you begin to, uh, when you begin to understand that, when Africans set you straight that you ain't from Egypt and Africans black as me telling me you ain't from Egypt, y'all ain't from Egypt, you got to understand that we need to do better and understand and teach the truth because there's a lot of misinformation about the origins of African-Americans. Are we, all people in Africa are descendants uh, of, of the continent, that's true. But every African is not from Egypt. You have to know how. How, how do y'all even know where the Egyptians came from? Nobody. Okay. The Egyptian migration took place 
uh, before they built all the pyramids and stuff, they they migrated from an area in, in what is now South Africa called the Great Lakes region. And mm -hmm. they they moved up the central the central uh, core of of the continent and they settled on that river and they did it through through uh, through water uh, uh, migration up that coast. The no. Gold Coast, the Gold Coast or the West Coast where we came from is primarily inhabited by the Yorubu and Igbo people, which is now Nigeria. Okay? Mm -hmm. And those are the places where uh, we African Americans and Caribbeans and all of those people that say they people in slave because they got dropped dropped off the boat at a different place. They all we all came from there. It's people out there that try to discredit that, but there's records. There's thousands and, and thousands of documentation and records that uh, that were truthful. These people weren't trying. Remember, we're we're looking at it from a 20th century mind, and they're not understanding that. So we have this struggle about blackness. What is blackness? And we're trying to define it, and we get kind of manic about it. It becomes a a thing that we try to latch on to. We get we get so confused and we everybody tells us a story okay so we got the hoteps we got the black israelites we got the christians we got all of these people and they can't validate their story but guess what you can validate you can validate the bible and you can you can see the origin of where christ came from and the people of that region when i went to europe and saw a black crucifix Y'all, I could have fell over. And I wouldn't even see it, saved at that time. And I saw this. I am not telling you what somebody told me. I'm telling you what I saw. So let's go back so, to the shout-out. A, a lot of the stuff that we are, that, or the rhetoric that we've been, been hearing throughout the years, some of it pretty, may not be even valid. It's more like subjective compared to the Malcolm X experience with the nation of Islam. And then when he went and saw what true Islam was all about. So, well. Yeah, well, yeah, well, one too. I want to. I want to get because we got some comments over here too. So shout out to Mike Lewis. He says scripture highlights ethnicity to glorify the gospel going to all the nations, like the Ethi like the Ethiopian uh, Numic. Then he says, um, he said that's exactly right, brother Vincent. And then he says Egyptians look different as well. They're still over there. Um, so thank you so much for those comments, Mike. And then I also want to the amen the comments because i don't know if y'all are noticing Corey, but he's dropping jewels on the sideline we all need to send him an offering tonight thank you so much but uh you know for the jewels that he's dropping over there in the sideline too but uh but but yeah and and, and he was not only he was mike was taking me he was kind of getting because i was going to a scripture to, to turn the corner uh for some other things that that kind of mike lewis was already alluding to um, as far as, you know what I'm saying, going back to the filter, because there's a misnomer, there's a mistake that we often make that after determining the fact that we are black, that we were black before we were Christian. You see what I'm well, saying? Here, so, here, here's, the, here's the other thing too. Race is primarily a European and American construct. Well, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and prior to slavery, people weren't identified by their race. Well, I like what you said about the, here's the thing that I like what you said about the void, because there is a void with African-Americans because we are detached from, you know, our hatches and what that void has brought 
that's one thing a lot of times when you when when you hear me talking a lot it seems like i'm always it's, it seems like i'm on one side but what it is i don't want my people to be sabotaged by the void i'm i'm saying hey before we do anything don't let our filter because here's the thing your filter and, and the stuff that you do it can really taint all of your actions and your and our heart is deceitfully wicked anyway we got to watch that stuff and we are more susceptible to victims mm -hmm. theology like i brought exactly. up last week and we are more susceptible to inviting the, uh, other things where everybody is inviting the false doctrines like what the only reason why the black hebrews and the hebrew israelites can gain as much territory as they have gained and is gaining in the black community is because it is appealing it is speaking to a void that we can never really answer over here as being americans well, and that's sad because it is yeah. false doctrine it is telling you that the black man is god and and that we are the real chosen people and all of this foolishness and, and so it's a lot of false doctrine and then we gotta watch out for stuff but we're more susceptible to that because I right, hear somebody telling me they're oh. validating who I am or what I look like. Hey, uh -huh. that comes from based upon again enslavement because again how how our ancestors were treated by white folks back then. A lot of what we practiced was what we learned from white folks with 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 this religion. So it's just like okay, then I can see why there's a lot of debate about the Bible. All right, is this necessarily true? But so who's actually who, 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 who's actually telling us the truth about our our, our history? Because again, this white Jesus, so that's not. That's that's not truly Jesus, okay? So but how 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 were how were slaves? Let me ask y'all this: How were how were slaves captured and brought to America? Uh, some were sold by our own people, okay. Anybody else? What you call it? Um, Whitney was about to say something. What were you about to say, sir? <clears throat> Mine is different than I would just wait until he's finished with that. Uh, some were here. here here's some the captured by war by warring tribes here here's the think about the the logic of this okay because i had to be set straight do you think logically that 150 white men are going to go to the interior of africa and catch six or seven hundred africans put them in chains and then bring them back to the boat does that seem logical think now they're going in this is not their land or territory, and they're capturing people. Mm -hmm. no. So, so the reality is, and many African nations have have posted, and they posted articles and studies and admissions that they heavily participated in the selling of their own people. Right. Yeah, that's, oh, what's, yeah, that's and, what. And the majority, and the majority of of what took place is that's what actually took place. We say we think that it's the um and i'm, I'm just throwing this out here for context y'all because we we need to know this stuff and a lot of Af african americans don't know this we say it was the white english that um that started uh slavery it wasn't it was the portuguese the dutch and the portuguese who right. started slavery and and made it a thriving worldwide um uh, industry it was actually on the decline in the americas until they invented the cotton gin Okay, so so let's tie this into the topic here. Okay. So so all of that is missing, but that's our missing heritage. And like like uh, uh, Apostle Crawley said, this is where this vacuum comes in. So we throw all these identity things on ourselves, and we want to be black before we anything else. And that's the problem because we don't know who we. Some of us want to be Hotep. Some of us want to be Egyptians. Some of us want to be Indians. Some of us want to be Eskimos, and everything else. So we constantly are fighting 
and we're trying to put a identity on the black man in America and make it stick. So many of us identify with our, our blackness first. And that's where that comes. And we, we try to reject everything else. So I you know, and also too, well, and oh, go ahead, uh, brother. Let me, let me say, uh, uh, let me just throw a grenade into the mix. I don't think nobody we, I don't think we, we were even having this conversation if it was not for white superiority being embedded in Christian theology. Okay. Because uh, even in the 19th century, uh, even in Western, you know, white superiority, uh, you know, dehumanized black people uh, to to have us be considered, you know, to, you know, just to uh, uh, be slaves, and uh, the theology uh, based on that was a white superiority, based on the fact that you know we were cursed. Because uh, of you know the curse of Cain and everything, and so they use that to justify you know using that. So uh, and then when you have that you know over centuries of being told that you're nothing, you're nobody, and you know it becomes a part of the culture and the psyche that you got to fight through. Then that's why you know we have to come to this place as Andrew and Vincent are saying is to redirect it towards the gospel to identify who we really are so that we don't get caught in all this black pride stuff and really miss the mark. So, I mean, really, the, the, the you know, the grenade is the fact of white, you know, white superiority uh, that was supported by a biblical, that was supported by Christian theology of Europeans and, and, and seminaries in the 18th, 19th centuries and stuff. That consider us to be a cursed people. Yeah, and I think you know, because I was gonna gonna kind of go along those lines too. As far as knowing that we are at warfare, and sometimes we forget that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Notice the strategy of the enemy when it comes to African American or black people, whatever you want to call them. It's kind of like what Sidney said. He said a reason we wouldn't even be having this conversation if it wasn't for what. Not necessarily, let's take it off people and put it on the evil spirit that's at work. It was kind of like the enemy saying, you know how sometimes if y'all remember he's in school, it's like if the bully knew that he could beat someone, but he wouldn't outright start bullying them, what he would do, he would poke at him, poke at him, poke at him, and then get him to hit him first, and then he would dominate him. Good joke, and, 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 and what has happened is, what the enemy yep. has done, he has started poking at black folk, poking at us, giving us a reason. So, so riding off the fact that we do know that, guess what? The gospel has been whitewashed here in America. Let's, no, let's make no mistake about it. It has been whitewashed. And, you know, we have been lied to even in American history. We've been indoctrinated and stuff like that. That goes without saying what was taught to us as kids about American history. That was whitewashed. And, of course, the Bible and the teaching of it has been whitewashed. But so what has happened? All of those realities, plus the fact that we are still not treated fairly, there's still a whole lot of racism and stuff going on. That was like the poking to the enemy to be like, now what? Now what we did, we embrace victims theology now and totally, and it gets us to go on the other side of the road. So now we think I'm obligated to be wrong and have an overwhelming pride in what we would call my blackness because look at all the whitewashing. So now at least let us get even. And the thing about it, that's why I like what Corey put, he said, is it enough? Why can't it be enough that we are of a royal priesthood? And I'm gonna tell you, to have that mindset 
you have to be, I mean, it shouldn't take maturity, but sometimes it's required because we have so many reasons why we should break out and, 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 and prove and have so much of an energy. Like, like Ron, you know, I mentioned last week to where as all these opportune, not only black folk, but, but even white folk too, because it's just not all one, you know, everybody is doing everything right now, but they, but you, they, you hear them loud and clear. They're opportunists when, when the media paints the narrative that somebody that ain't black kills somebody black, but you're not really for self-preservation. You're not really for black preservation because that's the only time you're willing to offend somebody. Amen. Awesome. Now, Duke says here, if we, if we flip it and say Adam and Eve were black, wouldn't that mean that black people brought sin into the world? Well, they were black, but again, that's another talk show. No. Yeah, so, I think that's another time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, that's a whole another. Yeah, that's a whole series. Well, I I say this too, you know, and I, and I love uh, uh, what uh, Crawley was saying, and uh, and it is it's provocation uh, by the enemy, but it's also provocation in reverse because it actually makes some Christians passive. Yeah, we got absolutely, and, and 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 cowardly in their conduct. Absolutely, and, and we have to call them yeah. out. Just as, injustice is just injustice. Well, like what? Okay, I, yeah. I man, let, let me tell you something. I hey. I always I always frame this uh this way. I've been around a lot of black people and white people. I've seen uh good and bad and all. Amen. I like people. If you allow me to treat you as a human, that's what that's going to be my default position. Your character determines how I interact with you. If your character is so off that it grieves my spirit, I'm done with you. I can't deal with you. I'm gonna leave you alone. Gotcha. And and we but we have to understand that the church must be the model in the world. It's got to be the light. Come on and talk to me. It's got to. So we need to stand talk up when light. we see when we see the injustice. We ain't got to go out there and march around and cuss and carry on and throw stuff. But we can say, hey, here's God's standard. And I'm going to stand up because it's God's standard. And I'm going to represent the interests of God. See, we 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 have to be the advocate for God in the situation. Now, but too many of us, too many of us are are cowards. We're Christianly cowards. And we run about, well, we can't say nothing about that. That's the world. That's the world. Uh, you're in the but, hey, what does that look like? Okay, let's again, because you know, we say that, you know, what we need to do, but when it comes to situations like this with the George Floyd situation and other and, and countless of others, how do we get involved in justices as a, as a, as you a go? Okay. How do you model Christ to people? How do you model Christ to pre people? And I think, you know, and I think, but Ron, given that question, I think that's one reason why I'm seeing a lot of the church being lured into reacting instead of being a proactive example, they be a reactive. Right. They try to be a reactive answer instead of a proactive model. Well, because they, Christ they, tell they, us in the Bible, hold on, Christ tell us mm -hmm. in the Bible, he says, by this year all men know that you are my disciples, by the way you would. Exemplify love one to another. Not only that, but look at what he told the leaders, something that we don't necessarily hear preached a lot. He said, don't lord over my heritage. He was talking to Christian leaders here. He says, because that's not your heritage. Your, your, the, what we call our members are not our members. We don't own a person as Christian leaders. What did God say? He says, listen, he said, don't lord it over my heritage. He said what? be an example to the flock even when you look at first timothy second timothy and titus the qualifications of leadership they were all what given all the qualifications 
what qualifications of this is how you can set their best example before people so going back to like what what vincent was saying what doctor was saying was if we learn how to be have already been a proactive example we don't mm -hmm. have to be lured into the world saying well where's the church it, well exactly. where's the church because exactly. i stand by what i said last week and i said this before a group of pastors do we not understand the weight of the world is not on the shoulders of the church and God didn't want it to be. So the world going bad and being worse has nothing to do about what the church is and not doing. Exactly. Now y'all know this is coming from a person that stay critically um, criticizing the church in a, in, a, in, a, in a positive way, meaning getting us to be more like the Bible. So this is coming from me. But take that, don't assume that unrealistic expectation that when stuff go wrong or bad in the world, it's the church's fault. No, it's not. The Bible told us how the world was going to end up. The world was still bad even when Jesus walked. Jesus didn't make the world a better place. He exemplified something to allow us to say, listen, because the only thing that God wants is want to meet with his bride. And most of the folks in the world will go to hell. We don't like well, that, but that's in the Bible. Well, the only only uh, um, uh, place that the uh, the church should get blamed is in the church. Plain and simple. We're not responsible for the world, but we are responsible for the church's behavior, its character, and its conduct. And there's not enough uh, real, real accountability and checking going on in the oh, church. Come on now, and, come and, on and, now, sir. You can say, hold on. I, hold on. I don't want to cut y'all. Could you repeat what you just said? Because it was important. Just repeat that. I said there's not a, enough real accountability going on in the church. Amen. Plain and simple. You know, we 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 and I and and listen. My heart is 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 in the church. I am the church, but I also recognize that it's got a lot of problems right now, where it has moved really away from the gospel, from the foundation, and just the basic church function of the gospel. Where are we? You know, and I had someone uh, post on my wall, uh, they tired of us uh, blaming the church and we shouldn't be talking against the church. I said, wait a minute now, we have a duty to rebuke. I said, did Nathan, didn't Nathan rebuke David? Mm -hmm. it's, it's all in the Bible. It's all over that we are to rebuke and hold each other accountable. And she talking about, well, we shouldn't say it publicly. I'm like, where, where do you, what Bible are you reading? It calls, it tells you, you go to you go to your brother you you set them down and say hey you wrong okay then if they don't do do it privately you take it to the church you put it in the public square okay when okay. when 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 because we know that nathan rebuked david we know that it was done in, in some kind of public manner because people knew about it all right hey, we, we know that got. so oh, we want to yeah. um any questions or comments of those in the uh, party there so Definitely thank you. Again, it's critical dialogue every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Okay, again, you know, our topic for tonight, again, I am black and, I mean, I am black before I am Christian, right? So that's that's the question that we want. Let me say this. Uh, I think uh, Apostle and the uh, doctor are saying something that relates to the question, am I black before I'm a Christian? And dealing with all the... Uh, issues that come up with that with all these false teachings from these uh uh, uh <laughs> heretics you know that mm -hmm. want to teach you know black pride and all this yeah. i think it does go back to accountability and, and 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 why do i say that because uh doctor will tell you and what most most let me just say previously maybe we gotten on to it now but a lot of a lot of this could have been avoided if we as 
teachers of the word, uh, African-American men and women. If Come we would teach the Come Bible on. correctly, <laughs> we wouldn't have this problem. Because Come we, on. Because, because we're, we're, we're in the Bible from James to Revelation. Bingo. I mean, you know, I mean, all you got to do is look at the Bible. We, we're, we're in Genesis. From, black folks are in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. If we would teach that from a, a, a biblical perspective to our people, then they would have a good understanding uh, as pastor, uh, as the pastor would let them know, hey, man, you, 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 you don't need to have this black pride stuff in the sense of, you know, that's who I identify. No, man, hey, man, hey, man, we all through the Bible, man, you know? That's part of our heritage. God made us to be a part of that heritage, man. I mean, come on. Moses, <laughs> Moses marrying an Ethiopian woman. Jeremiah being saved by Ethiopian, you know what I mean? Abraham marrying a Midianite and, and you know, all yeah, that yeah. stuff is there, you know? So, hey, what about... Uh, uh, real quick, what about with with what Carlos was saying? For us again, part of uh, that black pride. Or so, you know, should we? You know, does that include mixing politics with the church? Maybe even encouraging people to vote? Because you know, we hear a lot of that. You know, hey, our ancestors died for the right for us to vote. So again, get out and vote, and informing people on their on the local politicians of who they are. Well, that's not. Uh, let me, uh, uh, Carlos. Let me just say this to you. That ain't, that 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 ain't just a black thing. Just, just listen to uh, 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 some of these uh, 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 word of faith teachers like Jesse Duplantis and uh, 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 and some of them boys. Yeah. Uh, listen to John Hagee. They preach politics all all the time and, and evangelical. So I mean, so uh, personally, man, I think you know we got to stick to what the word says, and uh, I personally, you know, believe that. Uh, we should, as men of faith, let people know what's going on. But I don't think we have, it's not our duty to tell someone how to vote, but it's our duty to show them what's going on and well, everything. Well, I, I, got, I, I, think, I think culturally it's supposed to be wrong for someone not to tell someone to vote. But if you're after what we would call um, Lee, it, it, then the thing that I never understood is, and of course, deeper studying, there's a lawyer down there in Florida, um, Prophet Arby Shine, shout out to him. He he used to educate a lot of people on this because he's a preacher, but he's also, but he's, a, I think, a lawyer down there in Florida, so shout out to him. Uh, but one of the things he was educating people on that it ain't like what we've been taught, because normally what we do is we repeat what other folks have said. So he's like, how much is it written that there's a separation of church and state, and what literally does that mean? This is what he was teaching on, but here's what I say. If you want to break, if you want to break the rules, we say that we don't have a business to tell people what to vote and get on into political. That's more of an American thing versus a biblical thing. Because the thing about it is, if we feel that there's one leader right than the other, but we said vote, I don't just, I, but I just can't tell you who to vote for. That comes with that. One of the reasons why that is, because that comes with that 501c3 status that we okay. got to understand what is and what isn't as far. And I mean just on the surface level when you understand you know the structure of the 501c3 and and what it does and what it doesn't hurt so but a lot of times when we get there we just repeat what we heard and so it brings us to the conclusion of the government telling the church what it should and shouldn't be able to touch and we should ask ourselves how much in agreement or how much in sync in with god's word is that when it comes to the voting thing which i don't i know the voting thing could derail us to and i don't really get into you know the voting thing but 
right. Well, well, I would I say possible, I would ask, I would ask this: yeah. who 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 put who put government in Earth? God did. Okay, government is from God. So so if if the government is from God, shouldn't the people of God participate in it? No, not not always to a certain extent because what, we to do what, see what, 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 yeah, what to what extent? Okay, because what, what I'm saying is we can't blanket that if, because if that's well, the case, then we got to obey the government when it tell us we got to marry homosexuals. So there no, is a there is no, a no wait, because because no what marriage you you don't have to. But that's what I'm saying. I'm answering your question. When you said we can't blanket it, when we say that means well, the I'm, church I'm, got to. I'm saying I'm saying like voting. I'm, I'm speaking specifically to voting. We participate. It's funny. We can spend. Mm. We can use government's money. Your money is a is a form of government activity. Your taxes are a form of government activity. Your business license is a form of government activity. You are participating in government in those arenas. So what is the difference about the vote? Well, it's not necessarily, we're not necessarily talking about participating or not. We're just talking mm -hmm. about what we consider psychological guidelines as to what, what the, as far as how deep the church can go in your decision to vote. As far as how you vote, we're not talking oh, about just so. So you're tonight. saying that you're saying the church actively campaigning for somebody, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay, that's what we're talking yeah, about not yeah. just the act of voting stuff. Well, yeah. well, there's ways around that. I mean, I, I set up an organization for a church and those that wanted to be political. We took that outside, and they form a, a voters education club, mm -hmm. and they wanted to to inform the people in their community. So that became the vehicle by which they could work together independent of the uh, a candidate coming to their church and saying those who were interested participated in it those who didn't you know it was no penalty but some of us are want to have our presence and our values upheld and model in the government that has so much control over our life these are Absolutely. the people that that allocate uh, uh what monies come to your community well, how the quality of your school why would you not engage them you got your kids in school they're taking your your money well part of the problem is part of the problem is is when we go there now we got to ask ourselves how much have we been entrenched how much have we conformed to the ways of this age around us because that ain't again when we look at that that's not directly seen but that's like we don't we have become so entrenched as the world around us that we now it's hard for us to even separate or even picture what a kingdom culture is what we need and what we don't need if we was a collective uh group of, of with that had a regional identity like we should i understand that we don't so now by default what we have to do is is result to you know that type of thinking that we are so you know in deep that we don't even understand how do i function as a kingdom citizen in which may at times cost me to neglect functioning as an american citizen and what we would call some psychological some not necessarily technically right or wrong but just in mindset because sometimes american is going to get in the way of kingdom and sometimes kingdom is going to cost you to get in the way of american our goal as leaders as christian leaders is again there's a worldview and then we have our biblical worldview and right. should be more influential with our biblical worldview to the world so that's where, yeah, we step into those leadership roles and, and, and say, okay, yeah, we're going to do things this way of 42 again, the way I've studied biblical worldview. And hopefully, you know, as, as they see us modeling what uh, what um, um, Christ-like characters, you know, in, in, all our, in all our professions. So that's the role of, of, of a Christian. So again, to, to um, push up the, the biblical worldview onto this worldview that is corrupt.
you know what I'm saying? Well, let's, well, let's go back to the topic at hand before we go too far away from that because I want to bring our attention according to scripture class. Here's one of the things that we make the mistake of when we talk about am I black before I'm Christian? Because I am black before I am Christian physically, but I am Christian before I am black uh, mentally and spiritually. And here's what I mean by that. Um, because normally when we normally we make the mistake, can we determine in Bible that we are black technically before we are Christian? We just did that with that verse of scripture. But here's where the mistake come in at. Normally there's an there's an automatic wrongful assumption attached to that to being able to prove that. And we think just because we can prove that we were black first, that we automatically should attach with that, that whatever we offers should be our governing filter by how we see everything else. And that's when we get wrong. And that's when I try to hear, I even saw other people try to teach and use scripture to prove, uh, you know, what they should guard and defend first. And it's absolutely foolishness. You, if you are a Christian, the reason why God had to make us regenerated is because he wanted to make us a new creature. He wanted, like when the Bible says, which we, my chapter in my book, we're going to be going over Friday. There's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor free. We are all one in Christ. What does that really mean? There is a part in the reason why he had to make you a new creature, meaning that guess what? I become something else. So my mentality changed. My skin color will never change. But my but my mentality changed because now that is driven, that is governed by a spirit that I went without in the past. So the wrong assumption with, with trying to prove if I am black first is automatically assuming that whatever I am first, that should be my governing filter first that I should defend first. The reason why that's wrong is because I want to bring this scripture up, 1 Corinthians, and it's only three verses we'll read it. Uh, 1 Corinthians, let me bring that. Oh, let me share it on the screen. Take a second. Um, First Corinthians thirteen chapter. Guys in the Bible that were not Christ-like, but but God, but God chose them. You know, so yeah, but yeah, we'll get back to that. Yeah. So uh, when we look here, um, this is this is really much you know leaning towards what I was trying to talk about, um, and it says. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Uh, and so really when you look at that, here's one of the things about that. Just because you are something first, don't give you a reason to let that be whatever you are first, be your governing filter. Like, for example, that I just gave in scripture. You was a child first before you was an adult. Do you guard your childish ways first? No, the Bible tells you to neglect them when you mature. So I see life through the filter of my maturity instead of my childlike ways. Not only that, you want to talk about what we were first. Yeah, I am black before I'm a Christian, just like I was I was sinful and I was born and shaped in iniquity. I was that first too. But should I see life through through my sinful iniquity eyes? Does that make sense? The answer is no. And nobody would say that's a Christian that I should see life through the filter of sin and iniquity. But guess what? I was that first too. I guess the point is that we don't want to deny our heritage or forget our heritage. So because, you know, as black people, we come from a, a rich, um, I mean, we have a rich history and things. And so I don't see nothing wrong with acknowledging that. But like, right. yeah. Yeah. I, but the thing about it is, why do we why do we automatically equate when we make that statements that we got to make sure that we watch this? And I think here's the thing: I think if we did the former in a pure way, it it would it never should threaten our blackness, if you will. 
But here's the thing. I would exemplify Christ even if I don't know my heritage. We just talked about how much of our heritage we don't even know. So what could fill that void? What what Curry brought, what Corey, excuse me, brought up earlier. Could, if we don't even know all of our heritage like we should, could we be satisfied with the fact that I am now of a royal priesthood? Because I promise you this, I can get to heaven off one, I can't off the other. And, and, and let me ask you this for all those black pride people. When you stand before God, which one are you going to try to prove to him the most first? You black or you saved? So, but the thing about it is, I use that and I'm going to turn it over. I use that just like I use submission. Why is it that every time we teach biblical submission that women should be submitted to their husbands, we got to be like, no, always, but you got to watch this. You want to know why we do that? It's because void of sin, pure authority without neglect and abuse, seeing the beauty of submission and the beauty of authority, because we don't know what that look like, we often got to say, well, you got to make sure. But here's the thing, submission and godly authority that a man has over his woman doesn't threaten her if it's done the way like Jesus exemplified. But the problem is with us, because we haven't seen it that much, we always got to defend and we got to, we can't teach on submission without apologizing and overcorrecting it. And it's the same thing with our blackness in Christianity. When I tell you what I am as a man of God, that don't, that don't for one second mean that I neglected who I am as a black man. Do I, would I trade being black for anything in this world? Absolutely not. Thing about it is, because we are brought with circumstances and situations, while we as black people have to choose which one I'm going to defend first because of how we've been treated as a minority. And I get that. We didn't ask for that. None of us asked for that. We were victims in that. But that doesn't mean, but here's the thing. Unlike white people, black people are brought to a fork in the road many times in our life. Am I going to choose to defend my color or what we would call my heritage that I know apart anyway or Christ? The reason why white people aren't brought to a fork in the road experience is because they're the majority. And again, like I said earlier, that's part of the privilege. Right. Again, it's critical dialogue. If you want to jump in on the conversation, any questions or comments, we want to thank those who have already given. So thank you so much. Andrew, are there any in the watch party? Uh, I just glanced over there and no Sunday reason. Okay, all right. Um, we did get some new ones here. Shout out to uh, Minister Archer. Yeah. See, he just chimed in. Yes, the Wilbur and um, Corey and all of them. Yeah, thank you all so much for sure. Uh, yeah, uh, 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 Vince. Sydney, um, you all want to jump in, but um, you know, what do you think about what um, and, uh, uh, I'm just saying? Well, I, I I agree with him. You know, we we need to stop trying to qualify uh, these categories and just be okay with being uh, the people of God first, and 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 move how we need to move. I don't need to uh, justify my my blackness to anyone. And, and we got to stop measuring blackness, all of us, not not just the, the, the hoteps, because it's it's that it's that division and that conquer mentality that is so ingrained in black culture. We got light skin, dark skin. We got fat, we got skinny. You know, we, we got uh, country, we got city. We got college, we got dropout. We got crackhead, we got straight straight person. We have all That's of these good. divisions that we we use to control, manipulate, beat up on each other, and all of us are mentally fatigued from it. Cause I guarantee you, it, it's like I was telling my my um uh 
my wife the other day. Black people, are, we could be some of the most disrespectful uh, people, you know, to each other. I, I was thinking about, uh, I'm thinking about Still doing faithful. a show about co- about colorism. And I can't, I can't tell you how many girls I heard called, hey, Blackie, a Blackberry, oh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> a, a, a red bone. Ooh, sir. And, I'm uh, the and number all, one recipient and, of <laughs> and, and, and and all of that. Uh look uh, uh look at him. He, uh, uh fat boy. I used to get called that. And you know what's crazy? My face is chubby, but I wasn't fat then. But I got called that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and look look at how we talk to um uh, our kids. You know how many kids I grew up hearing their parents custom out? Calling me little black MFs and all that kind of stuff. We are we do that. We do that, and we've got to stop doing it. It's that self hate that has been ingrained in us because we don't have an identity. Oh, let's talk about that. Can we talk about that, doctor? Because what you brought up was so uh, important. I remember going back in school. Um, you know, I, I was I was picked. I was treated the worst by black people than I was white people exactly. because there was because I was dark skinned. I got joked on by people who were darker than me. Literally, I literally got like I was. I mean, and, and then not only that, they actually was good. I, I was in school and white, they, black people had white, they invited white people to to turn, to, to tag team together to joke on me being dark skinned. What's up, Smokey? So, so what you're talking about is real. And one of the things that we don't talk about is the self-hatred. Because it's, it's, it's funny how we want to hold the law enforcement accountable. Should we? We absolutely should. Mm-hmm. But why are we holding them accountable? Why not hold us accountable for the self hatred we 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 exemplify towards one another? It's amazing how we don't like folks in black business to get too far ahead. We'll go spend all our money in Walmart and don't care how much money they make, and they already rich. But you won't spend too much money because without asking how much he making over there, he making too much. And so you know it's it's ingrained in us. Churches competing, big church, small church, anointed, non-anointed, well, jockey have- position. So I'm just amen and what 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 Dr. Polite said because you know that's real and I'm not saying that we're not eligible to speak on some issues because we don't speak on all. But just like last week, Ron, you know, when I got excited, I says, How dare you Christian black people gonna only choose to offend and applaud other people to be evangelists like you when you see a white person killing a black person, but you ain't did that to the abortion clinic, which is right around the street. You don't care about black lives really don't matter to you. And, and but let me, before I forget, let me say this. Only in concept do I agree with black lives matter. I would go as far as to say black lives matter too. But as far as in the organization, they are foolish. And I do not agree with the organization. They are all spiritually and they are definitely embracing the victim's theology in a bad way. So the Black Lives Matter organization, I don't fool with, but Black Lives Matter as a concept, I do. That's good. Uh, Dr. Polite, yes. and uh, Apostle, uh, you all said something that we should not try to minimize or run through so quickly. And uh, that is the self-hatred. Mm. But, yeah, we'll call why it. is that self-hatred there? Is because, watch this, we have a deformed mentality of who we are because of the fact that we weren't considered to be human beings. And so when that happens to a person psychologically, right. even 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 as crazy as it is, they measure their, they, 
they measure their humanity according to what the pressure has said about what is good and virtuous, and that is being white. And so the closer you are to that, the more, the more benefits you get. And if you're darker, the less benefits you get, and you and you're more like a nigga. Well, well, here here's the thing. There there's actually a psychological concept that that dovetails in this called uh, body dysmorphism. Body wow. dysmorphism is a a a mindset or a a psychological um, uh, disease or, or or belief that the body that you're looking at is not your real body. Like uh-huh. you could be you could be 85 pounds and you look at yourself in the mirror, you're you fat. fat. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? That's that's what uh, anorexia is based on. Right. right. Okay. And some people have it the other way. They 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 uh they this people have all kind of uh, uh surgery. That's what's behind the booty fat and, uh-huh. and the breast implants and all that body dysmorphism. Oh. The body you see, right. you see is not it, it you think is in the mirror is not your actual body. Now, right. let's take that a little bit further. We see in others your brother that looks like you is your mirror. So you seeing that self-hatred you have within that you haven't resolved, often you're projecting that onto people that look like you. So that plays a lot into what we're dealing with. Okay. So, so if, if, if you, if you have been called blacky and smoke, okay, then you're going to do that to somebody else because you hate that and you will find yourself doing it to other people. So we got this, this cycle of self-hate. That's just tearing us apart generation after generation. That's why that's why a parent, a black parents will stand there and, and, and cuss their kid out and call them, tell them they dumb, they stupid. You're gonna be just like your daddy. No good. You're no good in and you you little MF mm-hmm. and, and and use all of these foul uh terms for their children. That's your child. You brought that child in this world, God bless you, and gave you the duty. To raise and shape that and turn that person into a kingdom citizen. And this is how you choose to 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 launch them into the world with continue the cycle and the and the curse, the generational curse of self-hate. We don't want to Andrew. Andrew. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you're gonna like this one. That's why we have to take black people not back to the black image. But to God's image. Oh, I do like that one. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? I do we're, like that one. We're teaching yes, about sir. the image of God. That's man. That's greater than being black. I mean, man, when, when we talking about the image of God and who they are as, as God's children, as God's royal priesthood, chosen generation. You know, we are God's heritage. Man, that goes beyond the aspect of taking me back to my blackness. Do you understand? Yeah. It, it, it takes me further than that, and we. And you know, and, and and once we teach that, uh, as a doctor would know, it, it changes our psyche. It, it changes our psyche it, about who we it, think exactly. we are, and then we begin to put that onto our children of who they are and everything. Yes, sir. And, 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 you know what? And guess what? Let, let me say let me let me say this because yes, sir. Uh, and, and and thank you, Doctor Willie. Yeah, Doctor Willie. I I, I want to say this. See. One of the things that we don't look at uh, white Christianity in America is, is is false. It is the driving force behind our self hate too. 
yeah, as well. Just, exactly. And 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 we have to understand that we have been taught through their po- process and that yep. that that Absolutely. control system to ingest this hate. Yep. That's the primary function of it. Man, if you, you, know you if you if you've ever been around some white evangelicals and I work with them. I worked with them for like 6 years close. <laughs> and they are some of the most racist people. And they don't even think that they're racist in the language and stuff and the the presumptions and, and the 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 theology that they hold on to it's right. nothing it's nothing like the gospel and and, and, and and you know um I, I i was just flabbergasted really uh the stuff that i found out they didn't understand about the gospel didn't even know most of them don't even really read the bible they are told from the pul- pulpit hey miss let's answer this question what right you know here what? okay go ahead well, well, go ahead real quick. And no, I, well, you, we, 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 we can do I that because I, because, not, yeah, cause, but I was about to go a real, real another way. So go ahead, Ron, before we go, because I'm about to be Andrew Crawley here in a split second. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Let him loose. Why people pandering to blacks by kneeling? So. Pandering to blacks? Say that. Yeah, of course, basically, you know, as a way of apologizing. You, you, you know what? That, that, that doesn't even bother me. It's stupidity. So you, you have to you have to ignore you have to ignore you know that their heart is not there and thank that they're you. only in the moment they're gonna be gone next week they need thank to get you. tired so thank we can't you, we can't you, put doctor. energy into them say it again doctor <laughs> you can't put energy into them they'll be gone next week they'll be right back on the side this, this hey it's just like the, when the fair come to town Ooh, what's going on let me see hey we had a good time i really marched for those black folks we got them their freedom this week and they going on. It's, oh, well, it's just like the tree huggers. You see a tree hugger over here one week. The next week they rescuing a dog. The next week they they feeding kids in Africa. And all of this foolishness. You can't I, you can't get distracted. Amen, brother. You, I, you I, cannot I, get distracted watching the paint dry. Amen. I, I will agree with that. I will agree with that. While at the same time saying that we can't overlook those who are authentic in that. Oh, I truly do. I truly do believe that some of the cops and people that kneel, uh, that are white, and some people that are kneeling now, which that's one of the things you remember, Ron. I encourage the people that let's not act like one of the things we got to do along the journey is count the victories in the mm-hmm. journey, so we won't keep thinking, well, what are we doing? Well, what we're doing is working. It's just not in it. It's just not microwave. Look at someone came up with a checklist of all that that has been accomplished just in the last last couple of weeks that wouldn't have happened outside of the protest Absolutely. so i, I want to make sure that we count the victories as well because i really do believe that a lot of people have had a change of heart though we do know that some people are always going to play it safe and right now that's the safe thing to do and that's why i concur with what uh dr polite was talking about because you know that's that's a part of it too but the, the, well, let me the, say this uh yes sir i think that uh what you're doing and what dr polite is doing and uh maybe in some way I'm trying to, is that uh, the whole aspect of uh, accountability uh, to the church uh, is having a prophetic voice. And I'm not talking about you're going to have a baby and uh, you're going to get married next week and uh, oh, okay, yeah. you, for, you know, with 10, 10 Mercedes. I'm talking about a prophetic voice to correct the church of its, of its apathy, of its complicity. Of its racism, of its inj- I'm talking about you know those types of prophetic voice that will stand in the midst of that and call it for what it is. Uh, and, oh, there's a cure. There's uh, a cure. And, and all these, all these. Uh, I, I don't want to mention them because they're, they're more of uh, 
they speak of God's sovereignty and all that. Yeah, all these reformers. All you need. Ah. All you need is the gospel. No, you need more than the gospel. You need a demonstration of the gospel. You need a demonstration of what that gospel is and what that gospel looks like. And so we got to be a prophetic voice that straightens the church up and call the church into account. Correct. And, and that's what, and, and, and if what we I was teach, going to do. If is, we teach one thing, all we got to do is stop teaching stuff and happiness and teach one thing. You know what that is? Holiness. holiness come on brother holiness will take care of everything teach christ but this is what i want to say going back to the uh going back to the hatred thing because this is going to stem from when he said we don't deal enough and i've said and i agree with uh dr wheatley it we don't deal enough with it and not only we don't spend enough time on it but we don't spend up we don't deal with enough wide variety of how many ways we have self-hatred and how much it come out now, right. what I'm about to say are not the views of Ronald Smith, Dr. Vincent Light, <laughs> Dr. Whitney, Dr. Wheatley. These are the views of Andrew Crowley. And so I want to get that out because they, they might they may not agree because I'm going to go against a cultural norm. I teach this a lot. What has become prevalent to us don't mean it's necessarily prevalent to God. And I'm not teaching this as if it's a sin it's going to get you in hell. But I want you to notice the sickness in a self-hatred to the degree that we use it. And here's one of the things that self-hatred come out when it comes to our women. When we wear so much makeup, but we don't even look like what we really look like in it. I can agree with that. You, 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 do, you, do know, you do know we got that from Hollywood and they haven't always been here. Because I am tired of our women. And not on our women, I ain't even talking about black women, white women, women, period. If God is your father, you show your it's, it, it's no different than putting on a Halloween mask. If you put so much makeup on where you don't even look like yourself anymore. That your dog don't even know self, you. That's a form of <laughs> self-hatred. And you know what? The average person is not going to stand up against that because it's too ingrained in our normal. And if you go back a couple of decades ago, only people in Hollywood did it. It's amazing how we allow Hollywood to make so much of what we do that, listen, those folks are unhappy in Hollywood. What Ooh. you see on TV is not what you get. That's why they you look at the, They are not as happy as you think they are, but you copy <laughs> them. So we put all this fake... Going on it, you know, it used to be a time where hey, you can put my name, hey, you can put my name on this. Lord, this is, you are known for that, and you are known for that support, sir. And you call it impolite, but anyway, there used to be a time that when you got something fake, you wanted to try to make sure that other folk didn't know it was fake. Now, now you bask in the fact that it's fake. Your eyelashes are fake, your hair's fake, your, your, your skin is fake, everything is fake, and you said, I got self love. You a liar and don't even know it. <laughs> and here's the thing, men, you play in that because you tell women, you tell your women the, uh, the model of beauty is that. And no, it's not. So I am telling you all, look at the self-hatred that we put on ourselves. Because you know how, just like we talk about with the body mutilation, there are people even over in Africa and stuff right now, they try to make their skin lighter. That's the same thing. Even though you're not making your skin, you're not making your face lighter, but you are making it different. Listen, because I, I, you I, I, don't like the way you look, and I'm gonna say this, then I'm gonna turn it over. I, I, that ain't what you. That ain't what you look like. That's what you wish you look like. And I, you know what? It, Darina, <laughs> listen, Darina, Darina I, I, said research the statement. Makeup is an African tra tradition 
Hollywood copied that. Yeah. Not not in the context of what context. what he's talking about. Right. And no, right, it's right. not the Thank same. You, Thank you, those that's not makeup. First of all, that's that's not makeup. It had a function uh, for the tribe. It, it it was more about identity. Just like you carry your ID, it was more about tribal identity and association than makeup. Yes, all people have done things for beauty. I mean, you you can you can go back to the to the Bible when, and the Bible talks about a, a woman's hair being her glory. Glory. So we can't not. We're not talking about beauty. We're talking about distortion. Of beauty, when when you when you get out there and and you you see a girl, her legs look like little chickens, and her butt look look like that, right there. What is he doing? Something wrong with you. Something wrong hey, with you. Hey, we. Hey, you, you, hey, sir, you we have, can, they got fake butts hey, now. They got hey, fake yeah, yes, yes. yes. Like like it should yes, be a we, crime. We, hey, we doing it. Hey. We do an interactive tonight. Lord knows. We do an interactive tonight. If you that's a form of lying. That's a form of deceiving folks. It's fraud. It is Listen, I'm gonna tell y'all I'ma tell y'all a story. Okay. I and I, I'm a person of story. When I was stationed at Fort Stewart, met this girl at the club. I wasn't saved then, so don't worry about it. But uh <laughs> met this girl at, at they used to have a club called the zoo. And I was in the zoo. Hanging out, drink, you know, I I I drunk me some uh, cognac and coke then, and met this girl. Went home with her, y'all. The girl took off her teeth. Hey, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna hey, hey, now you know, back in the military, you 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 get in the wind. By two o'clock in the morning, you're in the wind, especially if you ain't got duty the next day. So I was like, all right. All right. Then she took off her chest. Yeah, I started moving. I, I, hey, yeah, look at him. I, I asked. Her, I say, it's, it's baby, a form baby, of self hatred. Baby, what else you gonna take off? But, but, but the thing is, I ended up going home, and when I got her home, she wasn't the person I met at the club. And that's how a lot of women are. They are so insecure that they can't work with what God gave them. They have to. They have to distort it. And and it's not. Listen, it's not just uh women anymore. So let's make this an equal oh. opportunity. Because this men run around with butt implants, yeah. with uh, cheek implants, yeah, yeah. a weave, all this stuff. I lost my hair. I let it stay lost. I ain't going to try to find it. It's a progress. This is my <laughs> crown. Okay? This is my wisdom. <laughs> so I, 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 I've I, always cut my hair low and kept it low. I just bald it because I like a bald head. But, I, you know, you can tell that I got pattern baldness. We have to be okay with who we are. It, it, all of these things are distractions, y'all, from your purpose and from God. Now, when, when you you can't when you in pain, when you in psychological pain or physical pain, you, you cannot go. serve God to your best ability. You this is why we have to fix ourselves. Yeah. We have to work on ourselves. We need to resolve right these things because it gets in the way of our ability to serve the kingdom. Plain and simple. Awesome. If hey. you got an issue, you need to resolve it. Hey, you hey. need to uh, God give me strength. God direct my step, my steps, so I can cast this off and serve you to my fullest. Yeah, when I get up in the morning, I want to be, I want to be as in sound mind. I want to be in peace to my spirit, so I can go out and minister with a clean heart and a clean mind, and actually convince somebody that I love the Lord. Hey, Andrew, and you, it, 
have anybody in a watch party real quick? Uh, let's see. Um, any comments or so? No. Well, we got an encouragement. Oh, shout out to Pastor Tisdale. He said, thank you guys uh, so much for this critical dialogue tonight. And he put an exclamation point. Amen. And then um, and then we have, oh, my sister Henderson, Andrea, she said, she just encouraged us. She said, amen. And then she said, uh, wow. Um, so, yeah, that's all we have. Yeah, and that, that wasn't actually a, a fake butt, y'all. That was a... Yeah, <laughs> My trash can in my oh, office. We knew that. Well, I knew. It. Well, I would hope it wouldn't have been one. Because now I got questions. Hey, hey, you got a question stuff now? Yeah, I got a question. Hey, hey is here, right here. That uh, could this be results? Of everything that y'all saying from years of brainwashing us with images of grace. Uh, I mean, I mean, grace school. Uh, yeah, from a grace school and what is pretty and, and what is not. Yeah. No, 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 so, yeah. no, no. Listen. Yeah, it's 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 not from years because years emphasizes generational. When I go back to my mom and my grandmother, they didn't oh, do this see. foolishness. So you, this is but, this is so recent said, learned behavior. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, you, yeah. So you agree with them, but just the, the time. Yeah, to yeah. It's, 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 it's just it, like that. This this is a this is came about in the last twenty five years. This this I mean, distorted crazy. this distortion of beauty standards in the black community. Because I'm gonna tell you now. Boy, when I was young in the 70s and them sisters used to turn that corner with that natural, let me tell you, I was oh, chasing older girls because they were so pretty in the dark skin. That's what I love. And, and I saw a lot with the with the dashikis and the halter tops and the jeans and the afro and them big pretty earrings. Our women were gorgeous. Come I ain't want nothing but right black there. women. Hey, huh? he dead right. Hey, he, hey, he's hey. seventy-three right now. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> because, yeah, but I do, be, but I because do. it's something, it's something majestic about that standard of beauty and that self-confidence they had. But I think, Cole, can you pull Carlos' comment back up because that's so key? Um, because what we don't, we don't. I don't know. I think now we would never realize to the degree of how much we have been socially because of social engineering. We mm -hmm. we have been socially constructed in ways and don't we don't even look we have our likes and don't likes what we consider proper and not what we consider right and wrong it is because of how we have been socially engineered and i agree i can agree more with dr polite when he said and it don't even take long y'all i remember just let somebody put it in a rap video that entertainment that tv that media is so powerful that's why it says television is telling you a vision and you don't even realize that you are embracing it. You don't even realize. This is why you don't, you, most people think they're, they're so strong that it ain't gonna affect them. No, you're not. Anything that is allowed into your gates, to your soul, it can affect you and you don't understand. And, and, and again, this is why we are. This is why we can't even think the same. This is why we don't even allow oneness in mind in Christianity like it should be, because we are all watching so much different media and as we and so however the tv and radio goes that's how our thinking goes and we don't even realize it. that's why you can that's why just like that a man can go from wearing loose pants to wearing pants as tight as the woman i looked at a preacher the other day that preacher that that preacher and i looked at him here they're preaching with a blouse on and some tight jeans and i'm i'm saying literally if you would have took a steel shot picture of him he looked like a woman from the 80s and 90s look at our men and look at how they seep it in first of all they start with just what we would call little girly colors in the sneakers. And then that graduate, you gotta understand the enemy graduates stuff. So now we're wearing pants so tight that our jewels can't even breathe. 
and we and therefore we don't even have we've lost a picture of masculinity not that it has everything to do with clothes but here's the dangers of it when we start embracing things that everybody used to deem as feminine that's what makes it dangerous hey two well, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going ahead, Dr. Wheatley, go ahead. Uh, well, once again, uh, 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 Dr. Polite and Apostle, uh, then this goes back to uh, the prophetic voice. Mm. It's the prophetic voice instead of pathetic voice in the church. <laughs> you, know, you know, the pathetic voice is always talking about pleasure and, you know, mm. blessings and, you know, Prophesying, you know, you're gonna have a new Mercedes, and if if you if you if, if you give into my ministry, you're gonna have a thousandfold return, and uh, uh, you know you're gonna receive the same thing. All oh, this is nothing but all oh, that is nothing but humanism in the spiritual code. Right. That's that, that is, is the truth. Man, you you know? just called it out. You just called it out, sir. You yeah. preaching right there. We we got we got we got to speak prophetically to these things. We got to speak prophetically to our black men. Uh, Doctor, uh, apostle, we got to speak prophetic to our women, what they are in God, who they are in God and everything, you know? And and, and, and if we don't do it, man, instead of us uh, 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 changing the culture, the culture is changing us, you know? The world is evangelizing the church. The world yes, sir. What are you gonna say, Ron? We have to definitely take over the airways. All right, yes, they have their form of television. Okay, well, let's break our television. You know what I'm saying? Again, the um, the biblical worldview, Christian content, Christian entertainment, you know what I'm saying? Be just as authentic as they are. So, because again, both want to do what they want to do, but at least they have something to to um, go to, you know what I'm saying? Instead of going to what the world is doing. So let's invade the, the, that territory with our own platform. And you know what? Even, even, even what speaks louder than than television is example vision. And this mm -hmm. is what I mean by that. Let's talk about where we are. Like I said last week, church, let's not be lured by everybody world asking, well, where's the church when it comes to Black Lives Matter? Y'all cowardly, y'all this, y'all that. The way that God ordained the church to make change is not to make change outwardly, but to exemplify how changed we are inwardly. And this is what I mean, collectively. I mean, yeah. collectively, why don't the, the biggest answer that the church can give to this world that is so um, talking about race right now is to exemplify how Absolutely. all of our races are coming together under the umbrella in Christ. And we'd be like, y'all been having a problem, but we don't. But you know what seems to be, you know what makes the church seem to be the biggest hypocrite collectively is because we saying that we unified and we need God love. But we, but when, but when you look at our example, we one of the most segregated organizations there is. Yep. So, and they know that we are a liar when we come together for a prayer walk, for a prayer march, but we come together already being disjointed because they know minutes after the prayer walk and after the event is over, we going back to our separate places and we will romance sectarianism. So, so let's be an example of being the church to where as, because here's the thing. I, the, the, the church saw things inwardly, not outwardly. So if you want to know the resolve to, to the racial tension, get in the, become a part of the church where there is no racial tension or there should be. And you and that's what that's what evangelism is. When people look at the church and be like, man, what makes them love one another? What makes them take care of and fund one another? How can I be a part of that? And the church will look back and be like, well, the only way you can be let in is through Jesus. And then you will be a part of our family. Amen. But we can't, but well, we can't, we can't make the world better, but we can let, we can show you how we are better. 
So here, here, here's the the problem, and you 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 make an excellent point, as always. When we're talking about the segregation, we're not talking about the church. We're talking about religion. Religion is an order of government and control. Religion always serves man's interest, not God's. Correct. So when we look at that, uh, we got to determine are those religious organizations or are those churches? And be honest about it. We have to have that honest conversation. If the majority of, of what an organization is doing is feeding flesh and agenda that is not that is not driven by God, and it's, it's a religious organization. It's a social club on Sunday. And, and that's, that's the honest truth. Because the true believers of the church are gonna wanna come together as Which one and push the kingdom forward, push the kingdom's agenda. They're not gonna have a problem with, with not recognizing black, white, and, and uh, affluent and poor. They are gonna be one people united in their love of God, plain and simple. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta be, start being mature believers too to recognize, hey, what's in front of me is what it actually is. I, I don't need to try to understand it. If I see if I see a donkey, it's a donkey. I'm not gonna say it's a dog, a cat, a rat. It's a donkey. <laughs> right. Uh, we have to call things yeah. as they are, as we see them, and work from there. And you know, and, you 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 spark something, Doctor, because the church. When you say that you make the distinction between the church and the organized, you know, religion or however you put it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and one thing I want to implore and I want to exhort people is to understand because one of the fact of the malady is, is that even throughout all of the organizations and the sectarianism, the true church is in the midst of them. So there are some who are truly a part of the church. Problem is they they won't they won't neglect what is esteemed among man because they think if I don't get permission from tradition mm-hmm. to be the church. And that's our problem, man. We think we got to get permission from, and when I'm saying tradition, meaning organizationally, one of the things that's standing in the way, because there's my brothers and sisters in a couple, not all of them, because there's some organizations that you can blank and be like, yeah, if you're a part of that, you off. You're not safe. But I'm just talking about for the most part, in some of the traditional, what we call denominations, there's some of our family and a lot of those. And But the thing about it is, the thing that's keeping them seg- seg- uh, segregated is the organizational protocol. And we don't understand that we do have freedom to neglect that and we are still the body of Christ because that is standing in the way. That is like a blood clot to God's body. And and I know we haven't seen it modeled. And and I know we, you know, we still gotta follow the paper trail as far as the money trail and stuff like that. So to the degree so we think. But let's ask ourselves, how much am I asking man-made permission to be what God has called me to be? And I'm talking about collectively. Okay, let me ask you. Well, let me ask this right quick. I, I just want all of y'all, because y'all, y'all some great, y'all some great minds. What's the purpose of denomination? That's a good question. Hey. Well, I guess we're gonna have a part two. <laughs> yeah, we, part two now. we ain't got enough time. What's the purpose? What's the purpose of, of the We don't have enough time for that tonight, Doc. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> we brought that up at ten oh three. Let me That's a no good question. Let me throw no bombs out there. <laughs> no, no, see, hey, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all know, y'all know, the only agenda of a, of, of, of a denomination is man-made. It's man-made's agenda. Exactly. Exactly. That's the only reason you have denomination. Exactly, Gloria. Separation. It served. It served. It served no heavenly purpose. 
whatsoever. So then, why are we still practicing? You know what I'm saying? Well, and, exactly. And again, it's it's that's layered because you gotta go, you gotta go little, with some of them, the intentions of the initiation of some a, of them a, to preserve little, something pure. Leaven, but it's kind of gotten, but it's kind of gotten away from that. So a leaven, it's a layered conversation. Yeah, let me say uh, what you guys are saying. I, I ain't gonna say it's a layered conversation. It's an honest conversation. <laughs> man, oh no, it's that too. It's it, that too. It, 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 it had, to me, it, okay, for me seeing it as a practical idea and concept, it is one of the biggest problems that the church is struggling with. This well, we, idea well, we of theologies, customs, made. and practices. Yeah. Man, yeah. they're man-made. All yeah. of the whole system. Yeah, we, we must challenge that. On that. It yeah. must be taken down. It must be challenged because it does not. I don't think you're here. There, hey, there, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, no, I don't I think he, I don't think he could hear you at first. Okay, all right, but go ahead, bro. Hey, go ahead, Sydney. Go ahead with your. Um, yeah, uh, that's a whole. Now that's, oh, a whole said, three hours. that's a whole uh, series on that one, Doctor. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going back to uh, our blackness and everything. Uh, if you really understand who you are in uh, the Lord uh, as a African-American person, now watch what I'm going to say. Then you will not have any problem if God tells you to come out of your mono-ethnic church of blackness to join a multi-ethnic. Watch, because you know what? Uh, I always say this. You can't uh, uh, have a multi-ethnic church if you're not living a multi-ethnic lifestyle. That's good. You know, you know, uh, it, you know like you said, Doctor, it goes back to practice. It goes back to practice. Exemplified. And, and, yeah. and, and some even even in the church, we identify our blackness, the black church, our black experience. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so for me, and, and we take pride in that. I mean, I mean, we should. Like our heaven, I mean, you know, we, you know, if God, what about God's calling you to, to move into something different? How are you going to respond to that? I can't leave my black church. That's man, they don't worship like I worship. Man, I don't know. They don't, preach. man, they ain't got that. Who are Lord? You know, so, so it's culture. It's culture. You know? Yeah, culture is a big part of it, but, but man, uh, we need to talk about, you brothers, I thank you for the true origins of the conversation, church customs. Hey, Vince, it's kind of hard to hear you because um, your volume went low. So. Uh, Ron, yeah. oh, what about now? All right. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Hey, I'll thank be... you so much sitting in now. Hey, God bless you, man. Definitely Dr. Wheatley right there. Thank you so I'm much, sir. In, but I, I'm just going to say I know it's getting late, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, I just, yeah, as, I mean, as we wrap it up, I mean, going back to the initial question that we talked about tonight the answer is yes technically physically i was black before i was a christian but in mindset and what my governing filter should be i am a christian before i am black and when i mean i am black that's not in being that's the talking about what we would call the black mentality the mm -hmm. pride because of my skin color we should right. never let that dictate we should we should aim to deal with injustice by our christian filter because i'm telling you this Flesh won't solve flesh, right? No and we need to understand that. Flesh won't. Amen. Amen. Well, let, 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 let me before I close or before we close, I stand with Apostle on the aspect that Black Lives Matter 
but I, I, I do not, I, I would never stand with the organization Black Lives Matter because I've I, I seen their uh, 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 website and I, if that might have, their website, all their views, a lot of the views might have been written by a lesbian, the way, the way it sounds. I think they got stuck. Oh, well, I don't want to do it, but I thought it got started by a lesbian or something like that. But that's, no, I'm just saying. I, I, I'm not speaking on it enough to know. I just yeah. thought someone told me that, so I'm not sure. But, but, but yeah, I, I can't. I'm with you. I stand with you on that, uh, Apostle. Yes, sir. Amen. All well, right. I, I, I want to say this. Um, just like there's there's no such thing as whiteness, there's no such thing as black true blackness. We come in all shades. We come in all belief uh, patterns and systems. Um, none of us as gentlemen right now have universal values that make us black men. That's right. We're not monolithic. Okay. So, yeah, we're not monolithic. So that's the first thing we got to, to get into our community. We're not all monolithic. That's right. We don't all have to act the same way. Your black ain't better than my black. Your that's black right. isn't more authentic than my black. Okay. I have I have uh, three beautiful black kids that if they go in the hood they just be as, as lost as, as them little uh, uh, white kids would be. So that's not their experience. My my kids were raised middle class. They they went they went to to, to college. Uh, they they don't know what um, I mean you know they don't know what the culture. I grew up in the hood. They would be lost if they went back there with me and 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 they can't relate. That's right. And, and so, uh, does that does that somehow disqualify their blackness? Come no. That's one. You know, that's one thing I don't like. I don't like that. And BET does a terrible job of doing. That's why I can't fool with BET. But one of the things that they why do we equate dysfunction with black? Oh, that's just the hood. Come that's on, black brother. culture. Man, dysfunction is not black culture. That's another subject. That we, is another subject. But he, 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 he try to pull. Look, I try to close. <laughs> Look, I try to close. Let and every time y'all said something, y'all try to pull it out of it. Yeah. And so please, please hush, because we try to get off here. <laughs> hey, but hey, I hey, listen, I sit over here all night, and I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Trust me, that's good stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you know, that's that's another talk that we want to do a show about that. Uh, what is black culture, and just attack on, all bro. this foolishness that BET and and, and, and this thug life hip hop stuff is bound about. Right, because right, right. sad thing about it, a lot of people don't speak against, it, and then most preachers are using it in their churches. So nobody really call out for it for what it is because they think if I call it out too much. I'm not black or I'm going against black culture. So that's definitely, definitely another. Yeah, Dr. Andrew, uh, Dr. Andrew and Dr. Polite and uh, uh, Minister Ron, y'all sound too white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we are too proper. Right. <laughs> You're talking white. You 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 laughing, but I, 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 I had somebody tell me that. I, I, had a, I had a young lady tell me that. Oh, I can't date you. You talk too white. I'm like what? I don't have it. Look, I don't have that problem like y'all boys have. Come out of vocabulary ain't that big. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what? I do want to talk about. We do a show on denominations, okay? Again, <laughs> over very well. Denominations, all right. Again, why we still doing them? But that's another talk show. Hey, make sure you go and get the book, okay? All right. Hey, um, uh, this Friday. Um, what's the topic going to be about? 
this Friday we're going into chapter 10. And again, I, yes, I'm going to be probably a little typical Andrew Crawley. And so we may lose some audience. So Ron, next week on Critical Dialogue, our number, our viewer number may not be as high. <laughs> because but what we're dealing with this upcoming Friday uh, is it's what most deem is good in God, but we got to deal with it. So we're going to be talking about neither Jew nor Greek and what the Bible really means. And so with that, coming along with that, how it's used mostly, I got to deal with that. But that's what we're going to be talking about uh, this Friday. So please come and join that live. And if you haven't gotten the book, you can get it. It is available on Amazon, on Lulu, and AndrewCrawlerJr.com. So y'all come and be with us on that live this Friday night at 8 p.m. Beautiful, definitely. And again, what we, we, we want to thank um, um, the uh, two doctors, yeah, Dr. Um, Wheatley and Dr. Um, Polite for being on with us. You know, the, you know, they are always welcome. To, thank y'all, brother. Yes, and uh, yep. and um, yes, you know, yeah, you know, you know, you know, we thank God for for um, for um, relationships, friendships, and so you know, what I'm saying because that's what's that's what it's all about. And yeah, we may not agree on everything, but you know, we agree on the Word of God and that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Him, Amen, brother. And you need a savior. You need to accept him as your Lord and personal. Yes. Okay. And that's why we have these discussions because we don't know everything, you know, but the word of God knows everything. Okay. So, uh, yes, thank, thank you all brothers for coming on. If y'all want to support Critical Dialogue, there's the cash app right there, $2. We want to thank those who have given, like Dr. Wheatley here. So, it, yes. um, polite. And, and, and we want to thank, and Ron, I know we got to get off, but let's take the time. Yeah. We don't take the time enough to listen. These guys put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. Everybody say that they with you, they with you in spirit. But when people put their talents and they and they and they, yeah. you know, stuff where their mouth is, these two gentlemen that's on with us tonight, they happen to be on. They have done that and they continue to do that when it comes to this show. They don't just come on and be a voice. We they literally, you. they literally let us know that they're convinced that you know what I'm saying that this is needed and necessary. I'm talking about both of them. So we think. Uh, Dr. Polite and Minister Wheatley. I know they, they didn't ask us to say that. They only know I'm saying it. But honor is due to both of them and how this show wouldn't be what it is right, without the both of them. And so thank y'all. And there's a couple, there's one or two others, but thank because they're here tonight, I wanted to say that to their face in front of the public. Thank y'all so thank much. You. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You really do. And, and to a, you all who are watching, if you have any topics that you would like for us to discuss, all right, feel free to um, inbox us, let us know. We will be happy to discuss them. All right, any topic that that, that you may think of, no matter how controversial it is, because you know we're not, you know, what I'm saying so. Um, yes, but please feel free to let us know because you help make this show as well, and we thank you so much. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all right. so much. All right, but hey, well, yes. Uh, don't forget to uh, this show is being um, being brought to you by Living Waters Fellowship, right? No, Living Waters Network. Living. Yep. Living Waters Network. Hey, um, um, Dr. Flight, talk about that real quick. So. Well, uh, Living Waters Network is uh, uh, a Roku channel that I launched. And uh, matter of fact, if anybody's interested in getting a Roku channel, I'm a Roku developer as well as Fire TV. I'm going to put the price out there. I normally don't do that. But right now I'm doing $375 a month for your own channel. Uh, you can wow. put as much, uh, much uh, content on there as you want. Uh, I'm only doing that for the next 10 people that want to launch their channel. So once I hit that threshold, y'all, I charge $10,000 for this channel. But uh, right now I'm doing it because of the pandemic and I know people need to switch and shift their their uh, their message from 
uh, what platforms they were on to going virtual. Y'all, y'all got to get there. That's incredible. And I'm, I'm very I'm very busy. They'll tell you I'm, I'm very busy. So, you know, I have clients all over the United States and stuff. But yeah. I'm doing that right now for the next 10 people just to help out. Help out. Wow. And I'll keep it there as long as they keep their their contract agreement, their their uh, their channel lease up. I'll keep them right there at 375 yeah, as long incredible. as they want to. So yeah. just uh, reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, that's my name. It's, it's all trust me. I'm all over Facebook. So you can find me easily uh so if anybody's interested in in having a a roku channel uh dm me and i can discuss it and send you some literature and i'll tell you when it comes to the softwares and the tech and in the technological um, aspect of it this man is definitely awesome you know i didn't know about Streamyard until he told me about Streamyard, and and for us with the quality that this is pretty much um um congruent to a a, a a terrestrial television station right so, right so definitely uh again uh get with Vincent, dr vincent polite um uh, those who have shows contents or things like that it's time for you to invest in yourself invest in yourself don't think about the money just look at it as an investment because you are a business and you just write it off at the end of the year okay exactly Seriously. exactly i have i have two clients in in texas that are business uh business developers and uh they they make plenty of money with their channels so you know it's yeah. just you get it up and get it going and start marketing and get your people on there hey it'll go there you go exactly so hey the technology is here god is oh, god is giving you opportunities and i think we get that confused as god's going to bless us as everything is going to be free you know and that's not the case all right uh, I, I don't do free right yeah <laughs> uh -uh. if someone invest in yourself there you go yeah but don't but don't go asking for a hookup the um holy the um, holy hookup as i call it because no i don't get holy hookups either <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah i just want to put that out there but thank y'all gentlemen so much all right again we're gonna get on get on out of here remember you matter in the kingdom of god so don't compare yourself or your ministry to anyone else out there, just do what God's called you to do. Amen. Fine, okay. All right. God bless you. We love bless you, brothers. Yeah. Love you bless guys. You, All right. Yeah.